your community radio station in Roscommon. Okay, um, I want to welcome Seamus Diskin along. Seamus is a community development worker in Galway. Uh, he's done various other roles. Uh, he's also studied in Maynooth for a number of years. Um, Seamus is going to talk, I'm going to talk a little bit with Seamus just around the um, latest issue around the eviction ban not being um, upheld and it being um, reversed and and the impact that's going to have on the homeless community and also the um, on society in general. So um, what's your experience I suppose of of dealing with uh, homeless um, the homeless community are actually first just to introduce yourself Seamus there yeah thanks very much for having me on Damien it's always a pleasure to be talking to you um, uh, yeah I'm um, I, I, I don't work in the homeless sector myself now but I mean I'm reasonably aware of, of what's going on and I think this is a, it's a very poor move really by the government to uh, not to extend the eviction ban like given that there's no alternative know that people are evicted now everyone knows there is a severe shortage of accommodation everywhere and anywhere and any accommodation that is available is ridiculously expensive um so uh, it's an awful situation to happen but uh i i they they seem to have had reasons for it but i'm particularly shocked at the green party going along with it um i mean if ever there was a cause to bring down the government i think this would have been it and to walk out vote against the government. I think this would have been the time to do it, and several TDs in the Green Party are along that line. The Young Greens have also issued a statement condemning it, and another group within the Green Party have as well. So there is, the Green Party's pretty much split on it. So why they went ahead with this, I don't know. But there you go. Um, This is what happens. Basically, I suppose, like, if we look at our history... Yeah. Um, our population has been traumatized in the last centuries by landlordism like going back to the famine and stuff like that Um, and now here we are with an Irish government we have our own republic and the Irish government is siding with the landlords over the tenants in a situation of it's an emergency situation like everyone a landlord has a right to collect a, a fair rent that's reasonable but this is an emergency situation and to go putting families out on the street in this situation is just making a very bad situation worse the situation is bad enough without the eviction ban but this removing the eviction ban is making it worse again um so I yeah. Know, Damien, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. It does, Seamus. It does answer my question. Or it gives me an insight into, into what's happened or what's been happening. Um, also, I'm just curious, uh, you know, why, why why, did they do this then? You know what I mean? If it's so obvious that, that it's having such a, such a, you know, a negative impact on so many people and it's so dramatic and it's it's inhumane to a certain extent. You know, I heard that that, that term being used um, in the media yesterday. Uh, why would they, why would the government of the day make a decision like this, whether, you know, including the Green Party and including Fianna Fáil? Yeah, um, well, I think the... What is emerging now in the media, and I think your program here is going to highlight that even more, is that they, this is a bad error on behalf of the politicians. 
they've miscalculated this. They thought they could get away with it, and I don't think they're going to be let do it. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, the backlash is very serious, um, and it's coming from a lot of quarters. I mean, I heard Mary Lou MacDonald uh, in the Dáil today blaspheming at what Luke Bragger was, was saying. Um, you know, she was that shocked with him. Uh, I think that an eviction ban under our legal system, I think that an eviction ban is not something that can be permanent. Um, and it was introduced as a short-term measure, which always means that if it's a short-term measure, it's going to have to stop sometime. Yeah. And when you do that, people are going to be unhappy. Um, so I think that, that that is one thing. I think that they're, 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 the politicians, particularly from the right, are kind of making a lot of noise about um, the Attorney General's advice, that this yeah. is, isn't sound and that they're going to be challenged in the courts on it. And also this... Um, I would consider it spin, but it's it's building up quite a bit of momentum. This idea that landlords are uh, uh, leaving the market and they're selling their properties. Uh, I think the word that some leaving auctioneer was using is the landlords are fleeing their market, fleeing the markets. So this conjures up um, people like fleeing a war zone or something like that. Like our, um, I don't know what. I know, I know. Uh, uh, spin, imagery you can think of words, fleeing yeah, yeah. would seem like that they're the poor landlords are in desperate state altogether. I would suggest that if there is anybody in this republic who has a place to live themselves and then has another place that they can rent out, I think they're part of the rich of this society. So I, I don't think that they can be classified as the poor landlords. Um, and there's been a lot of effort uh, in the media again and on social media to characterize like that there's different kinds of landlords there's institutional landlords and corporate landlords and then there's this very unfortunate class called the accidental landlord um and we, we all know who these people are like um they're, they're they're people in our own parish and people that we know and maybe um maybe in our own families um who for one reason or another decided to invest some of their savings or their uh, pension or something like that in property um, and a lot of this comes from the time of the Celtic Tiger when uh, the uh, I suppose the, the prevailing view was that you can't lose by investing in property which was a con because any investment can go up and go, go down. We know after the Celtic Tiger that the value of property crashed dramatically yeah. and the um, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael were at pains to do everything they could to try and increase the price of property to, so that those people in negative equity could get back on an even keel. Because, of course, it is the people who were in negative equity, the people who had invested in property, they are the typical voters of Fine Gael and to a lesser yeah. extent Fianna Fáil. So um, I think that it's, as I said at the beginning, th this is a case of um, the, 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 the parties of the right supporting the landlords over the ordinary people and I think that's a disgrace yeah. uh, that's my personal view um, people would differ with me on that and they're entitled to differ but I think it's a disgrace I think that uh, this country 
in past generations we have suffered enormously from landlordism and I think that it is time that uh, landlords were regulated um, I think that the, uh, the authorities need to get a grip so that would so that would uh, yeah so something like that would include a, like a rent ban or like a rent um, you mean a rent increase ban yeah 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 um, uh, yes yes it it could do I mean there's there's lots of um, mechanisms you know if you go to any country in continental Europe you will find that that people uh, happily live out their lives in rental properties. Um, you know, with, with seven, eight, nine, ten-year leases. They, they furnish the properties themselves. They put in, they put, might put in kitchen, they might put in a bathroom, they might put down floor coverings, and it's their home, you know. And I think that uh, people would maybe say that, that, that my, my, my views are, um, are left-wing, but I think that, that if, if someone is living in a house and it's their it's their home and their family home. I think that, that that family have got a right to that property in some way, some small right to it. It's not the person who owns the title to the land that has an absolute right. I think that if it's your home, that you have got some rights in there, and that applies to anybody owner occupiers as well. If it's your own home and you live there with your family, then you have a right on it. You know, um, and I think that the interests of banks and mortgage companies and corporate landlords um, you know they have rights as well certainly they do but there's got to be a balance between them um, so I think that if someone is uh, living in a house and their rent is up to date and they're behaving themselves um, I think it should not be possible to evict them um, unless there's a very very good reason that would be explained to a judge yeah you know, and um, whatever way the, the market is regulated, uh, you know, whether that's through some kind of tribunal or the Residential Tenancy Board or rent controls, uh, whatever rent controls exist all over Europe. In France, for example, they have an eviction ban every winter. Oh, yeah. um, and I know that was discussed at the Cabinet meeting there on Monday, but it was dismissed. Um, so... It, um, I suppose to be fair to them you'd have to say that this is a kind of a compounded problem that has been building up for years and years and years you had the problem of people investing in property because they thought it was a good deal because there were all these tax breaks and then you had um, people suffering from the crash when the property values halved and they were in negative equity um, you now have the situation where uh, mortgage rates are increasing again um, and uh, house prices are at record levels. So um, people are deciding that it's a better deal for them to sell rather than to rent, um, and that's fair enough. But I think that if there is a family living in a house or living in an apartment, uh, I think if the landlord wants to sell, I think that the state or the county council should have first refusal on it, and they should sell, the landlord should sell, should be forced to sell to the state for a fair price. Mm. And then the state becomes the landlord of the people in there. And they are saying that they have got billions to spend on social housing. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I'm just, uh, I suppose, to try and um, encapsulate everything in, in uh, you know, I suppose as simple terms as possible, even though it's not because it's so broad and, and there's so many factors to it. So there is a situation now where somebody is, maybe a landlord had had somebody uh, renting a property, we'll say, for, was it 800 euros? But now all around them, there are other the other landlords have been increasing, increasing the, um, the 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 property, and they haven't been able to. So now with the eviction ban in place, or sorry, with the eviction ban not in place, they can give them two months' notice or whatever the most to to get a family out and just get a new a new we'll say a professional couple in and increase the rent for by four hundred euros a month. Yeah, that's basically it, Damien. I mean, there are there are little bits of laws around the place, but I mean, I think that we all know anecdotally that the um, the landlord can can evict a tenant if he if he or she says that they're going to do a major refurbishment on the property. They can evict the tenant if they say they're going to sell the property, and they can evict the tenant. And this is the favourite one is if they've got a cousin or a nephew or a son or a daughter or someone that wants to move back into the property. Okay. Um, we've all known cases where this has been applied to tenants. Sometimes it's valid and sometimes it's not. But yeah. There's very little control or follow-up on it. Um, and I, I, I don't think that there should be um, such freedom. I think that people who invest in property um, should be aware like any other investment if you invest in stocks and shares or you invest in cryptocurrency or anything else your investment may go up or may go down, may go down and yeah. I think it's you need to get advice and you need to go in there with your eyes open yeah um but that that that's maybe but you're correct like that basically people can be evicted so that the landlord can put up the rent yeah yeah which like that that just sounds so much like the famine yeah. You know, I mean, Roscommon is a county that was particularly badly affected. You've got the Famine Museum there in Strokestown. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, what is this? This is, that was under, when we were part of the British Empire, we were under British rule in London. We didn't even have a government in Dublin. Now yeah. we have a government in Dublin. They're Irish people. They're democratically elected. And this is what they're doing to us. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, just on the, the the next point, Seamus. So, you're saying that um, that the government have made an error, and there's going to be, you know, it's it's it's, you know, there's there's going to be, I suppose, fallout from this. So, as you're talking about, there people in those common ordinary people like ourselves uh, will kind of look at a situation now where where the where the backlash this is going to come. What is the fallout going to be, or how, how how can that going forward, moving forward in the next couple of years, or moving towards the next general election? How will that how will it have an impact on it? Um, I, I I don't know, Damien. I mean, that's that's crystal ball territory there. You know, I mean, the the, the government could well ride it out. You know, they've they've ridden out these type of storms before. They could just hold tight and stick to the script, and you know. A, Everybody could be talking about the snow tomorrow or something else. But yeah. um, I think myself that this is, it's really hitting a nerve, you know. I think the, um, the way that the media are covering it, they're now doing interviews with people who are about to be evicted, who've got notices. And um, certainly the, the, um, 
I, I think they're going to come under pressure, you know, like they, they're they're well, already trying to say that there'll be budget measures to help t- renters. Yeah. Will there be a protest, do you think, Seamus? What? Will there be a protest? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think um, I'm, I'm very surprised that the unions, for example, have been very quiet about this. Um, I, I think that the um, like organisations like Threshold and Simon and stuff like that have been very vocal. Um, there's a fantastic organisation called Muslim Sisters of Era who are feeding people on the streets in Dublin outside the GPO every Friday night or Saturday night. They, they, and four, five, six hundred people queue up for dinner, for food, mm. uh, for free food yep. on the street in the freezing cold, like... I mean, can you imagine how degrading that must be mm. to have to stand in a queue waiting for food, you know? And it's the same with um, the Capuchin Day Centre. And, like, this is... We see this in the UK as well. They have food banks all over the place. Yeah. Um, and this is supposed to be one of the richest countries in the world. Yeah. But what are we doing? We can't feed our own people. Um, so the the, the, the... the organizations that work with with um, people in need of shelter, whether they're homeless or whether they're um, vulnerable tenants, um, are um, very angry about this, um, and the opposition are very angry about this. Um, uh, whether the government can write it out or not, I do not know. I do not know. Um, I think that they, um, I think that they're, 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 this is going to be big. So, you know, it is going to be big. But how big it is or not, I don't know. I need my crystal ball. I know. I need to plug in my crystal ball. <laughs> in and it might be a bit out of order these days. But, um, um, I know. You know, the, 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 there, is, there is so much money in this country. There really is. Um, yeah. The, there's, there's no reason for this, you know. Yeah. Um... I just want to touch on the green on on the green side of things um, just briefly. I I know I remember the last election when there was um, you know different. Uh, I was just I was watching the election I suppose myself because there was a little bit of change happening, moving away from the traditional parties, the Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael parties, and <clears throat> I've noticed a lot of uh, a lot of green uh, TDs were getting elected on second preference of Sinn Féin votes. There was quite okay. a number of them. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that myself. No, but yeah, go on. What's your what? What's your question? So, uh, so that I suppose that um, that you know cohort of people will be quite disappointed because of of you know of this of them siding with the government on this. Um, how how much have how much damage has the Green Party done in going well, in? If I can, maybe just clarify there for your listeners like when you say that the Green Party sided with the government well the Green Party are the government government. government. sorry yeah 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 Yeah. so it's not a question of taking sides like if they didn't vote with uh, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael on this the government would fall and we'd have to have an election right Um, I think they all realise that if that happens it's um, a very strong certainty that um, that Sinn Féin would win the election, the next, uh, new, the next election. Um, so they're going to be out of power. So I think that's that's what they're they're looking at. They're they're going to um, try and stay in power. I would imagine that uh, 
Eamon Ryan would say that it's coalition government and the coalition government involves compromising. Um, so we saw how much, for example, the, um, the, the government compromised on um, climate change issues like um, restricting car use and restricting ag agricultural emissions. Um, I'm just wondering what did the Green Party get for selling out the renters of this country? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The People Before Profit now have brought out a book that I'm just looking at it here. It's called The Case for Left Government Getting Rid of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. Right. Um, I think they're, they're, they're looking at the options for the next election, which would be that Sinn Féin would more than likely join up with Fianna Fáil. Um, um, I think People Before Profit would, would, um, would, would be uh, opposed to that. Um, I think that, that there's definitely a very strong group of voters who would vote um, for anybody that wasn't Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael. Yeah. How big that group is, I don't know, but they, the result of it is that they're voting for a whole range from Sinn Féin, the Green Party, People Before Profit, the Labour Party, the Social Democrats, and it all gets scattered in the wind. Mm -hmm. So if the opposition to Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael would unite in some way, but traditionally they've never done that. Yeah. There's always been um, a lot of um, uh, divisiveness. Divisiveness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so everybody wants, yeah, yeah, their own, their own. Okay, Seamus, I want to thank you very much for your insightfulness and um, your um, knowledge on the area and the subject and also for, um, you know, uh, given um, your knowledge to our listeners here in Roscommon, it's great. Um, so I want to thank you very much for that. And hopefully I will have you on the show again in a couple of weeks' time. Um, it's always a pleasure, Damien. Thank you for having me on. No problem, Seamus. No problem. Anytime. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye.